0: With Evan Claude. Thank you, Key Apparel, for sponsoring this episode. Introducing Key for Business, your company's one stop shop for uniform solutions, custom branded apparel, marketing gear, and our exclusive employee purchasing program. From the field to the office, Key for Business has the apparel your company needs to get the job done. And with our in house embellishment team, buying apparel for your employees has never been easier. Find out more at KeyApparel.com. Another episode, I know you thought that we were just going to leave you hanging one more time, but no, we're back again one week later. I hope you guys all liked our last episode, and uh, yeah, Ev, how was your day today? Um, hey, it's uh, Ev reporting live from the great state of Georgia, Ooh. and um, my day. Well, let's start. Let's just go over a whole week so far. Since I thought you my whole week. I don't even know what I did. Okay, uh, you want me to start? Yeah. All right, so what was it? Last Sunday, so almost a week and a day ago, I, I picked up and I moved to Georgia. It was a 14 and a half hour trip. I got down here... Impact, I realized how hot it is. It's not even hot, it's just so humid. Yeah, I've been pretty much just getting furniture, figuring out how to live on my own this far away, and really just exploring around and seeing what this place is all about. And so far I really love it. Great, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And if you really want like a house tour, I just put up a house tour on YouTube so oh perfect so, yeah. and can we just say one more thing about what the best part of your week really is today today's nope. the because <laughs> what what's the no, best part that's my best part of my week <laughs> yeah uh, so I don't like talking about it because it gets me nervous <laughs> I know I'm sorry it gives me a little bit of heartburn as well but <laughs> I think that we should talk about it a little bit yeah okay So, just the past couple weeks, I've been involved in this little challenge called Milk Flip Cup. Within the dairy industry. Just dairy people, really. I mean, farming people. So, it's just uh, like a bracket. And so far, I'm doing pretty good. So, if anybody, if you guys don't know what Flip Cup is, Claudia, do you want to explain it? Well, Flip Cup is like a notorious drinking game, but... The ag world turned it into a really good campaign, and you pretty much just have your milk in your cup, and then you have to chug it, and then you put it on the edge of the table, and you have to flip it. And whoever flips five cups in a row first wins the title. Yes. And so the first week, I went against Zach Johnson, Millennial Farmer, and I honestly thought he was going to win because he was talking it up big time. But I won by a pretty good amount, I would say. He was, yeah, I won. He talked himself up, but really, I shouldn't have been that scared. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then well, this, next
0: week, that was scary. Yes. Last week, everyone was telling me how this Michelle, Ag Mag Michelle, that's how I what we call her, and everyone was saying, oh, she's so good. And she was the next person I had to play against. And she's this awesome lady from Texas. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to die. So I practiced so much. Like, I was ready. And it's a good thing I did, because if I didn't flip those cup, co- I messed up a couple times. But if I messed up, like, bad, I would have lost. But it was a close game. I'm just... I get really... Like I don't know, like you know what that like that kind of event where you don't even want it to be that time? Like yeah. it'll be like five thirty and if you're playing at six, like I don't even I just want time to stop. I'm like, I don't even want this to happen. Like yeah, I, get I was so like, nervous. Just like, please get this over with. I hate exactly. this so much. So I was kinda in a way in the back of my mind I was like, if I lose, I don't have to stress about it for the next two weeks. Oh please but- I ended up winning. It was actually a really close game. She got stuck on her third cup, which I felt bad because she is really good at it. So everyone was, gets stuck on their third cup. I swear it's like an actual thing. Yeah, I agree. Cause like at that point, you're like, yes, I'm gonna win. But then you're like, oh shoot! <laughs> I was <laughs> shaking it all the whole time. Like my hand, I could feel it, it was like literally like trembling. <laughs> That's so, but anyways, funny. I am moving on to the next round, and this weekend. You guys better be cheering me on, because I'll be going against an actual amazing Flip Cup person. I watched her play against Farming Miles last weekend, and she is too good. Uh, Her name is Nikki Boxler. Find her on Instagram, and stay up to date with our stories, because we're going to be smack-talking each other. And she's a fellow New Yorker, so I thought she was, who comes out on top. So that's that, if you guys want to tune in. All the updates will be on our Instagram story. Okay, I'm gra- That's awesome, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Now tell me about your week, please. My week, oh, so my week so far. Um, last week I wasn't doing much. I was doing. I think I was doing pretty much just pumpkin patch stuff. Uh, worked a little bit in the and the bar. Reno. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch the YouTube videos, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then you don't. <laughs> uh and and then I think the most exciting part of my week would probably be uh today we were bailing hay and we started around oh my gosh we thought it was 12 o'clock we looked at the clock and it was two oh, it God. was we were supposed to start at 11 <laughs> it was just a wow. hole. Oh, it was so dumb because we are I think we got a little invested and we were cleaning the shop today and it looks so good. Like the, the shop looks really good. And once you get going, you just can't stop because it's just a very satisfying job, you know? Mm-hmm. So then we started bailing hay and I was bailing it for one of our neighbors and the moisture was up at like 22%. And I'm like, this is no good. Like we can't, you can't bail that. And then of course he's like watching you bail it. So it's, <laughs> it's not just not very, stressful very pressure. <laughs> Yeah, very stressful. And then I went to another field to build our own, and, of course, like the neighbors all, like, get out in their yard and they start watching you. Yeah. It was it was a very big audience day today. And then, of course, we got down to a good, like, 8% moisture, which is good, Evelyn, if you didn't know. Oh, cool, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. 8% so, love it. No, so we were good at it, sitting pretty at a good 8%. And it was going all well. Fine and dandy. So then, I don't know if this had to do with it, but I finally got Spotify today. And listen to this. There's a new, like, three-month free trial. Wow. Right. So I was all excited. Side note. Claudia thought she was going to get away with using my Spotify account. So every time I tried to go on my Spotify account and be like, you I'm can't listen it. now because Claudia Lubner is listening. Because like, my account is connected to her phone, so I could never listen to my own gosh dang Spotify account because you're always on. Awesome. So good <laughs> job. You're growing up. Yes, yep. So I got a three months free, and then I'm going to be able to have the college discount. So win win. Anyways, I was all excited getting my new playlist all set. Like, we were we were grooving. And then I got plugged three times. And if, Evelyn, I know you don't know no, I how don't. tragic getting plugged on a balor is, but that, holy set you back a while. holy tumole, I The first time I got plugged, it was at the Neighbors. And he helped me get it out, which is pretty embarrassing. But <laughs> the second and third time, I was by myself and of course, there's, like, a pricker bush wadded up there. So, I have, my hands are still bleeding, like, six hours later. And I was, like, okay, I could call Dad and have him help me out. And it would only take, like, 20 minutes. We'd get it cranking. But I was, like, you know what? I'm going to do it by myself. I was, like, I'm just going to try to do it by myself because it's pretty difficult. Really, it is. Because, like, you get to the point where you can only pull, like, one strand of hay out at a time. And <laughs> so dumb so I was doing that and it took me about an hour to get the first one on done and of course like it was just terrible and then I texted dad because he's like oh you want to go fishing are you done with that field and I was like oh I was a little set back like <laughs> he's like why did you call <laughs> me yeah so and then of course he's on his way to pick me up because you're we gonna go fishing and I get plugged again so <laughs> Bad mood central and then but then I was like I was all excited because I did get to go fishing. I caught a couple hogs. You did? Well yeah, I got I got a pretty big bass. Nice. I didn't catch anything tonight. We have been trying to drive around and like find like the place that people go. Or not even people go, just like where there's fish. Uh-huh. And it's kinda hard around here because we're like so close to the city, so there's like a lot of places that look awesome, but they're just like really overfished. So, today we drove, like, an hour away to Lake Horton, and it was, like, really pretty. It's just we don't know, like, the good spots to fish. Yeah. At. And we have we didn't take the boat out. We just did off the, the shore. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to learn the land around here, and if any of our listeners live near <laughs> Atlanta and they want to give me a hint on the secret spots, please <laughs> let me know. <laughs> give me a plug, because... Dustin and I are really, I caught like a couple tiny bass the other day, but I just really want to reel something good in. Yeah, I mean, I caught probably like 10 total, but they were just so small until, no, I only got one bass, so I was kind of like, whatever, but. Yeah. It's just like the best feeling when you pull on a fish. Oh, I know. I love it. It's kind of scary, too. Like, what's on the end of your line? You never (laughs) know. Yeah, really. That's true. So that was all you did today? Just you bailed hay and then didn't you do something in the morning with the bakery? I don't even want to talk about it. It was just such a... a, I hate insulation. I hate it. Yeah, itchy. It's super. It's like, don't even put it in there. Just be cold. I hate insulation. (laughs) Yeah, so like just to let people know, we're going to be talking about our pumpkin patch like we said, but we are redoing our, we're expanding our bakery there.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: today Claudia was helping to tear it down some more and she had pulled insulation out. Okay. So topic of the week. Oh yeah. Topic of the week, I would say haters gonna hate. Yeah. Claudia and I took a while to decide on what topic we wanted to do and we found this one people think is the most interesting because well this week, obviously from what Claudia said, we're gonna be talking about haters and like what we never expected any and then we got them and how we deal with them and what kind of haters there are and if you guys are on social media you're gonna r- run into this too so we thought that we could help you out and we could share our experience wait can you restate that <laughs> what <laughs> so i mean i just want to narrow it down so we're talking about vegans Mhm. okay so, when we first started our page, we didn't know that, really, vegans were an issue. We didn't really we didn't know, know they were We totally, like, joked around about being, like, vegetarian and like, all of our lives, but we never really had given it a thought that they were so vulgar and so harsh all the time. I mean, some. Let's not put all of them in that character. But, anyways, when we started our page... We didn't even think about that being an issue. We we're just like, this is going to be so fun and cute. Let's share our pictures of cows, talk about farming, and that'll be the end of that, everyone will love us. And that didn't really happen. Within the first year, we kind of started realizing there's people out, out there that absolutely hate the idea of animal agriculture. Right, Claude? Yes, I agree. And it's not even that they, like, they could totally love the products and everything, and they could totally support, like, good farmers and everything. But when they just, in general, hate animal ag- animal agriculture. Yes, they believe that animals should not be used for a purpose, and they should be roaming in the wild, pretty much. And we all know how that goes, which we will talk about in a different episode. The niche <laughs> cows just wouldn't do that great in the (laughs) wild honestly vegans would rather have cows not exist which makes me sad but okay so when we started we would get a lot of nasty comments and we still do to this day but like i don't know let's name some comments that we get or topics that they like to bring up so we're going to be vague on this, obviously, because we're going to get it right into it um, in the f- future episodes. But I would say the most common would be cow-calf separation, mm-hmm. artificial insemination, um, antibiotics, mm-hmm. no and animal, animal welfare. Yes, that's like just a big topic. Yeah. Um. So- I think that's I think- most of them. Yes, and did you talk about bull calves? Oh, yeah, bull calves would be... A their- hair. <laughs> Basically, yeah. they just bring up topics that they see as very, very emotional topics for them that they have learned elsewhere, meaning mm-hmm. from <laughs> vegan propaganda, PETA, people that aren't exposed to modern-day agriculture. They're learning from people that really don't have a clue what happens so when they come to our page they just like to say we're lying about every single thing when why would we be lying when it's literally something we experience every day right so that's the frustrating part for us is having someone come over to our page and question our livelihood and tell us that we're doing everything wrong and that we should die yeah. <laughs> And that is very frustrating, and I think it was even more frustrating to our dad. Yeah, he did not like that, and he still doesn't like it, but he just got really uncomfortable that there's people out there that are threatening us and threatening to come to our farm. And I think the biggest part with him is it was, like, you don't have to be doing it. Like, I, you know, like, a lot of farmers don't. And we were doing it, and we were kind of, like, taking the heat for all of these farmers around us. And even though they're not doing it, we were kind of exposing ourselves while doing it. You know what I mean? And he didn't think that was necessary. But as we are all learning, advocating is essential for the future of ag because the more people, like, these vegans and animal rights activists, they are misinformed, the more of an army they're going to have. But when we are able to talk to consumers that really just want to listen, then we are definitely changing how people see us as farmers. Yeah. So I think that we should clarify. Um, in the beginning, I know that you were saying earlier how we totally focused our viewpoint on animal rights activists, vegans, like totally taking the heat, getting in arguments. It was kind of like a good <laughs> pastime for us as little Yeah, we spent a lot of time (laughs) talking to them instead of talking to the people. It was kind of fun. Like, I I know it's very immature that I think it was fun when I was, like, probably, like, 15 or 16, like, getting in, you know, these heated arguments and writing paragraphs back to them. And, but now we have totally focused our audience, redirected 180, on to the movable middle, which is the consumers, you know what I mean? The consumers that maybe they're unsure, like, who should I believe? We are just showing them that it's okay to trust us. We are doing this for the good of our animals, the good of our business, and to create products, healthy, happy, all those awesome word products for them. <laughs> yeah. And I totally, I honestly get it how some consumers might like be questioning like if these products are good for them. Cause if you read like if you're not very knowledgeable on something and you might see like a glimpse of something on the internet, like even if it's political or if it's like oh medical like, things and you like see it and you're like, oh maybe that is true or maybe I should be on that side. Then I think that it's more like it's just very hard Especially with all of, like the social media going on right now, it is hard to know what the real truth is. But when you really like think about it, if you don't go to the primary source, you're not gonna get what you need that is actual factual information. Yeah, and I feel like it's so much easier to believe a bad headline. Like when I see something like crazy bad in the news, I'm gonna be like, Whoa, like that's crazy. Like when I see like something good, I'm like, scroll, don't really care. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Bad news spreads so much faster than good news, that's which kind of stinks true. for the dairy industry because there's just so many stupid headlines out there. And then things like our page where we share factual information doesn't spread like a wildfire, which is frustrating, but we're working to change that. And I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing with vegans and animal rights activists. They have in their head what they want to believe in we can't change their mind at this point I mean we have talked to some vegans and they're like oh like some of them it does click oh it totally does
1: but it's pretty rare
0: really happy that we do what we do because it is rare but it is like if you can just get one person to understand like and you're giving them facts and they're like wait a second like I totally thought that this is how it was. I saw it in a documentary on Netflix, and they're like, Well, and then we're like, Oh, well, we live this every day, mm-hmm. and we know, like, we know what we're doing. We can show them videos and pictures from that day. You can't make this stuff up, bro. Yeah, we're not. Ooh. That was really loud. <laughs> we can't. I'm not a good Photoshopper. I never will be, so don't worry. I'm not making this crap up. But that is the story of vegans, and, and I do want to go over, um, because um, I actually have a list of how when you encounter them on social media, like Claudia was saying, it is so easy just to want to fire up and just go back at them, but we learned that that is not an efficient way of doing things. Right, Claude? I totally agree with that. Like, if you're using profanity and all of these... Different, like if you're, I we know that we know we're right, and it's very hard to defend yourself when people think you're so wrong,
1: but
0: you know that you're right, and you know that you have the right information. Yeah, I agree with that. And if you are being attacked by vegans and you need help, okay, how do I turn that off? Play sound for notifications. There we go. Okay, so like I was saying, if you come across or you're being attacked by a vegan one you can always reach out to us if you're being attacked by like a bunch because we'd love to come over to your page and help you out and And we do that a lot and they definitely tag us in all of our things you know they call us for help so which is good and like if there's a topic you're not really Mm -hmm. sure about um tell them to come over to our page and had lead them to a post on our page about maybe a topic you don't know so well, that's actually one of our points. Uh, if you go back to our Instagram, January 26th, we have a post on all about how to handle these salty um, animal rights activists I'm and vegans. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the first one is just try to figure out if they're out there to have an actual conversation or they're just there to fulfill their agenda. That's something Claudia and I learned. Like, a lot of them, they're going to act like they're all interested in what you have to say but you'll quickly learn that they really don't care what your answer is. Their answer is already in their head. They don't care about yours. They're just there to flood your page with their little vegan comments. So don't let them get to you and just kind of read the, read the room and decide if they're actually there wanting to have a conversation, wanting to know where their food comes from. If not, I wouldn't waste your time. Um, my second point, I'll go through these quick, um, is to just take a break from social media if they're really bothering you. It's so easy to get worked up. And sometimes I just put my phone down. you ever do that, Claude? You're just like, no. You gotta walk away. You gotta go drink some milk and walk <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, literally, go cook a steak and enjoy it and just don't go near your phone for a while until you've cleared your head. And then, like I just uh, talked about a little bit, is just stick to what you know. Don't go talking about environmental stuff with the ag industry if you don't know anything about it because I have tried to do that and they're like oh back yourself up with facts I'm like oh shoot so usually I send them to, like someone that does know about that exactly, yep. you know just like anything in life if you don't know about it don't talk about it exactly and honestly vegans don't get that because they don't know about it but really? they talk about it they should be following our guidelines right 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 And then my last one is kind of like the first point. Um, Just understand when the conversation's really, if it even is a conversation. If it's just not going anywhere, just if they don't even agree one bit with the idea of animals for production, it even worth having a conversation with them. Obviously, you guys are not going to agree. I just say, agree to disagree and move on. Don't even waste your energy. You'll just get stressed out. Yeah, it's like the around 1% of the people that are vegan, you can you can go ahead and be vegan all you want. There's still a lot of people that would that crave McDonald's burgers every day and better, you know, so I don't know. Do you agree with that or no? Yes, I agree because a vegan diet can be very expensive and for people that can't afford that, it's... Why are you trying to force this idea? Yeah, so Do you that's a high-end vegan diet for them or what? Hey, shout out to McChickens. They are literally my wife. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> eating I so. absolutely love McChickens. I haven't got one of those yet. Actually, I had a bite. No, I did get one the other day. It was actually really good. Oh my god, too good. They literally load the mayonnaise. I don't know if they just know that I love mayonnaise or not, but every time I get one, like an excessive amount of mayonnaise is on them. Okay. Oh I cannot wait to take you to cook out down here. And you oh, know I how know. you say you hate Chick Fil A. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like the best good? fried chicken uh, I've ever had. I don't. I don't think that it's really no. Bad. I think you had a bad place because I got the spicy chicken sandwich and oh, it was that so <laughs> good. It was so crispy. <laughs> I love spicy oh, you said it was gooey. It is gooey. It was not gooey at all. It was crispy goodness. Told, I asked them what their most popular thing is when I went there, and so I got it. I think it was like the chicken niblets. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It's like popcorn. It looks like popcorn chicken. But yes, when she when Claudia gets down here, I'm taking her to cook out because they have literally the best milkshakes I've ever had for fast food, and chicken. Mm. Okay, so I, I think we should know. our vegan yep. haters and our animal rights activist haters and those of course when you're talking about agriculture you're going to have those kind of the haters because they obviously think they're doing something wrong and they like forcing their opinion on you but the no. kind of haters that we don't really talk about that much because it's kind of weird to talk about it is other farmers our audience really yes like it's probably none of you guys listening maybe it is Who knows? But it's the worst thing ever when we are all trying to work together to create this awesome future for ag. And then another farmer comes and tries to tear you down about it. hmm Do you Definitely. have any examples of when this has happened to you, Claude? Yeah. So I'm trying to think. Um, okay. So we get very aggressive with our posting in two months of the year. And that is February and June dairy month. Right. And we get a lot of support from it from other farmers. Don't get us wrong. We do get a lot of support. But then there's, like, the few, like, 1% that comes at us and they're, like, we, like, I'm just, I think this happened last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I'm not really sure. And a lot of people, like, one one girl in particular, I don't even know who it was. They right. were saying that we were handling, was it, wasn't that how it went? No, they were saying that we shouldn't be bringing attention to the touchy subjects. Right, and that, that fires me right up, because if we are not bringing attention to the touchy subjects, you know who is? The vegans. vegans are. Vegans are bringing attention, and they're. if we don't speak our minds, they'll speak theirs a lot louder than we can, because... The percentage of farmers that are speaking up about our industry is a lot more slim than the vegans that are speaking up about their ideas and opinions. Yes, and I always say vegans have the louder voice right now, which I really want to change. So if you're a farmer and you're not on social media, please get on social media. Thank you. Awesome. Great. (laughs) I agree. We Like you were saying, it was this girl and she was like, you guys really shouldn't be talking about that stuff. You're just causing so much controversy on your page. And honestly... That she was part of it she's a very big part of the new york state dairy something promotion dairy promotion and wasn't very chill to come out like uh like you were saying claude it's just so important to talk about this touchy subject as farmers we do literally anything to make sure animals are comfortable and happy and i just want more consumers to know that and these practices that we do on our farm are very foreign to a lot of people so it's easy for them to make up their own conceptions about it so our job is just to like show them exactly what happens and have no room for error in how they think about it so yeah that's that that's cool we've also had like heat from people we know yes that was gonna be mine so I don't care. I'm going to bring this up. Um, actually someone that Claudia considers her friend or no. Wait, who are you talking about? <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking about. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So someone that Claudia has actually hung out with a bunch of times and we, I don't know. It, it just, it gets confusing cause you know, you think that you farmers would be on your side about promoting then <laughs> they're not I don't know if it's yeah. jealousy or what but one of our people we know said to Claudia you only go up to the farm to get footage God let me tell the story you right. only go up to the farm to get footage and then you leave you don't actually work there you're just so fake and blah 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 Right? that's how it happened that is exactly how it happened. So yeah, I would call that probably more like jealousy, but I don't know. It's just, I hate when other farmers try to bring you down. We're all in this together. Like if we're not all in this together, then we really, we need to be. Cause there's not I, many of us. Exactly. So. And there's not many of us like farmers are what? Like 1%. Yeah, I think that's it. And if other farmers are going to give you heat for advocating and for showing what the farming industry is all about then it it honestly really disappoints me because they're not doing it like someone needs, yeah. to, be, someone needs to be doing it like okay maybe i do spend a little more time on my phone at work and
1: but it's it, worth it. it makes
0: sense that it might look like i'm just like trying to like i don't even know like show off like our farm but i'm not like you know, it's just like, we're showing off the industry as a whole. I agree. So I don't know it's how to, like, create very... but. <laughs> yeah, you put that as a good way, in a good way. But it's worth, like, Claudia being on her phone for an extra hour a day while she's working is very worth it to our farm as a whole and to the whole future of agriculture, so. We have a lot of, I'm just going to say, we have a lot of, bigger farms around us that would never even think of showing their cows on camera or showing or talking about artificial insemination or talking about animal welfare because they're so scared of which is, activists they know they of all, all the other things bringing light to that but they just don't get how important it is yeah it's okay to be scared to do it but you really just got to make the push because if you don't you're gonna be losing business either way, so you'd—I'd rather have vegan show up on the farm and just, you know, you know what the drill is if they show up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'd rather have that happen than destroy the I don't whole. Future. I would rather have that happen. I would rather have that happen than destroy the whole future of agriculture. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I'm literally going to. I'm spending all of my money and going to school for four years for agriculture. I don't want to see it die. Exactly. So, yeah, that's why we call this episode Haters Gonna Hate, because when you are going to put yourself out there until social media, you're probably going to run into these same problems. And if you can relate to this, let us know. And hopefully it just sound like a bunch of complainers, but it's actually stuff that no, happens. exactly. And I wanted to ask you a question, Evelyn. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> no, so I was okay. So, how have you changed as a person with haters on since we've ever started our business together? Yeah, I changed a lot. I don't let them get to me anymore. Before, uh-huh. even like in real life, not real life, off social media. When something's, like, rude to me, I don't even let it get to me. I, like, literally, it bounces off my water. Bounces, bounces off my water. Off your bounces your It's like a duck in water. Yeah, <laughs> that is so important. Yeah. If you're, you're going to have a wide scale or any advocating page, it is very important to be very resilient and have a tougher, skin. what is it called? Tough skin, yes. I was like, <laughs> tougher nails. I don't know. Yeah, so that's definitely how I changed. How have you changed? Well, I've totally changed because I, well, actually, I don't really know. Because the same thing with you, I totally, in the beginning, people would be like, they, like, vegans would, like, yell at me, and I'm like, okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> I'm like, no way, you're not right. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, especially with YouTube, and I know you know what I'm talking about, people are very harsh, and they're just, they're like, they'll... They'll comment everything about your appearance and everything. And now I'm just like, do I really care what these people are saying? Like, I know you live in your mom's basement. You know, I don't (laughs) care. And I did struggle with it a little bit at first when we started our YouTube. But, like, recently I've just been like, do I really care what a 65-year-old man, like, thinks about me? And, like, that's just kind of, like, and there's haters all shapes and forms and... Yeah. If they're not vegans, like they in they are in the farming industry and they're oh I just get angry. Yeah, I think that basically wraps up our hater segment. Mm-hmm. That was a good question to end it. Good. So and now we're gonna move into questions of the week. Yeah, so we both picked two questions. You guys asked them. They are we ask every week on our Instagram give us some good questions and we try to pick the most interesting ones. So thank you if you submitted these questions. So I'm going to go to my first one and it says, how do you stay real on social media, especially when it comes to the ag industry? And I feel like this question's great because I think honestly, that's why we have the amount of followers we do. It's because we try to stay as real as possible. Claudia and I's personality on social media is literally the same in Mm -hmm person and people have said that to us before like they've been following us for years and then they meet us and they're like wow like we totally thought of being like so fake because you're so weird (laughs) yeah so (laughs) we're we're very we're very candid I think yeah I agree we just we're not really afraid to be ourselves and we don't have to stay professional because it is our own page so we really just say whatever we want even if it's not like politically correct (laughs) When we need to be but for the most part we know like our brand is ourselves yeah. and we don't mess around like we would never just being fake isn't an option really so we definitely like, in a really bad mood that I'm like like hey guys <laughs> so I act like I'm a little in a better mood but <laughs> because then you know but whatever yeah but when it comes to being yourself in the ag industry like you want to create that image for yourself so we are professional when you talk to, like, other professionals in the industry. But, like, when it's just Claudia and I just, like, talking to each other, and, Hi, <laughs> <laughs> we're just weird. So, yeah, you probably can already tell that, people. All right, Claudia, you want to go to your question? Yeah, so I have a lot of questions about my college me. choice because, okay, it might seem a little weird that I'm going to Nebraska for college, maybe. Right. A Little. Random. So, yeah, random. So, New York to Nebraska. Big change in a lot of people's minds. But I knew when I was going to decide on colleges, I have always been a person that doesn't like to follow the path of my peers. I have never been like that. So, like, just to throw a couple examples out here. Like, even just like my truck or my snowmobile, like I need to be totally different than other people. Like I, to- I like I, I put a wrap on my snowmobile and my truck does not look like anyone else's out there. Like I totally made it my my own. And, You're different, huh? You're different. <laughs> no, I'm just it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so um and I totally this is the only reason I'm saying this is because I was in my junior dairy leader group through Cornell and we visited all of the ag schools in New York so Cobleskill, Morrisville, Alfred, Cornell obviously like we went to all those and I was sitting in the rooms and I was like I totally can't do this. Every, I know everyone in this room is going to be doing this. Like they're going to be going to Cobleskill. They're going to be going to Morrisville. Yeah, and getting their degrees and going back to their home farm. I do have interest in going back to our home farm. I wanted to go and switch my life totally for four years because I had a feeling that I was going to be back in New York after college. Mm-hmm. So. I was like, I'll get this experience, I'll be in a different state, I don't know how it's going to go yet, but I thought that I would just do a little bit different, I totally am one of a, I'm a, the kind, mm. (laughs) sorry, stroke, (laughs) I'm the type of person that just go big or go home, so. What if you love it there and you never want to come back? Right, that's what I'm a little afraid of. So... (laughs) Going to Nebraska, which is literally the heart of farming land. Like I, when I went out there, I flew into Kansas and in Manhattan, Manhattan, Kansas, and I think that's where I was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I got there, and I was like, "Holy cow!" This like I was literally. like, "Why not live here already?" I was like, "The fields are here just are immaculate. They're they go on for miles and miles." Like everyone, like has total farming backgrounds here like everyone there is oh my gosh I was obsessed so I was in Kansas and visited there and kind of boring K-State I mean it was all right but I didn't really like it that much Hmm. Went, went okay went drove into UNL the next day and I we went to the football stadium just to like Josh around we didn't have anything to do so we went to the football stadium to check it out because we knew that we wouldn't have time the next day and we drove into UNL and I saw the city there and I didn't even want to visit the school and I was like I think we should just keep going I was like we'll us go keep going to Iowa I don't want to I don't want to visit here I was like there's no way I would ever live this close to such a big city mm-hmm. right so oh. yeah And I saw, then we visited there, and maybe it was just like the tour guides, or (laughs) I don't know, I don't know how I got roped in there, but (laughs) but we we went into all of the ag buildings and everything, and that is what is really important to me because at a lot of colleges, besides like a cobalt scale or the people that are actually like solely ag schools and not just these huge universities, they usually throw their ag programs into the older crusty gross buildings and just like oh yep like ag on the side but UNL like totally has these upgraded ag buildings as far as I was concerned like total like they revamped their whole east campus and I really really liked it there everything was super modern and I thought maybe it would be good to know how to to live in a city a little bit if I wanted to And there's a lot going on at UNL and I'm very excited. So, so and then Iowa State, I also went there and then I flipped the coin between Iowa State and UNL because I really liked Iowa State as well. That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of, well, JoJo flipped a coin for me because I, you know, I could not do that because I'm like, well, maybe my finger slips the wrong way. (laughs) Literally, she's the most indecisive person. Yeah, ever. and you know what? How crazy is it that I decided on college the night uh, that I went to Iowa State? Like, I totally, that's not like me at all. I was in a weird mood. That's awesome. I thought I was going to wait, like, until like, June to decide. Sometimes you just get in those moods and you're like, stop. Yeah, you go for it. Mm hmm. So anyways, that's kind of a long description, but I'm really excited to be in a totally different culture, you know, rodeos and all of that type of deal. That'll be awesome. People, haters gonna hate on it, me picking Nebraska over Iowa, and I don't care. That's a great but, way to try in the title of the episode. Right, and I just tried to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but I am pretty happy with my decision, and I can always transfer if I really wanted to, but. Yeah, Actually, I was pretty similar to New York so I wanted to get a little more into a different scenery but Yay. yeah. okay next question for you my next question is who do you look up to most and why uh, this answer came really easy to me do you know who I'm going to say mm, don't say it anyways <laughs> I, I have two people in my head but go ahead easy 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 my mom our mom I've always looked up to her. When we were in high school, my mom and I didn't. I keep saying mine. I believe uh, I do have the same mom. Okay, mom. Mom and I did not get along at all. Because I was trying to be semi-rebellious, not as rebellious as you are. But Wow. That's (laughs) weird. But I was just, I don't know. We just didn't get along. But by the end of high school, we kind of like, she kind of laid back, and I kind of just learned to listen. And we started getting along really well. And our mom is a counselor, so she like knows how to deal with people. Once uh, I started to realize, wow, mom's actually a really cool person and not just a mom that's nagging me all the time. And we started to grow this relationship, and she's just done so many awesome things in her life, which. I want to do a whole episode on her because I just love her so much. Of course, yes. And I'm very excited. We're going to have a whole plethora of questions. For her. Yes. Oh, my God. We're going to have a lot of people wanting to know about her because she's so cool. <laughs> Anyways, that's who I look up to and I always will and she's just always there for me every single step of my life. She just texted me because this week I've been kind of struggling to like just live on my own and she's just been asking like every, like every, literally every day. She'll be like, so how are you doing today? I'm like, uh, it just feels so good to have her, like right there, even though I'm like a thousand miles away. So, yeah, I anybody that has that relationship with their mom, you are blessed. That is, I it do, it's very hard to come by. Okay. Like, I talk to a lot of my friends, and they are not close with their parents. Yeah, and I feel like we are very fortunate to be pretty close with our parents. Yeah, I agree. What is your last question? My last question is, why did we, and this is kind of just a cute little fun question I just picked me? out. You me like the little butterflies when <laughs> I, oh, so I, so this is pretty weird um, because I, this is a question that I probably would ask like us too. So I thought, you know, might as well. Okay. Might as well get to it. <laughs> yeah. Why did we start our YouTube channel again? And I remember the day. So we did do a couple vlogs in 2018. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the summer. Yeah, it was the summer 2018. And we did maybe four.
1: And we,
0: we, were, we were like, wow, this is a lot of editing for a little reward. I think that's what, right? That's what you thought too. Oh, yeah. And we're like, okay, these videos are posted, like, that's cool, like, we're building engagement, okay, cool. But we didn't really get the idea of it. So it was after, of course, Mr. Zach Johnson visited us in January of 2020 that we obviously did get a little more uh, subscribers, aka, like, (laughs) 15,000. Oh my god so we got a little more subscribers from him of course and that was super awesome and we were very thankful very fortunate to have that opportunity and we i was like okay so we have these four crappy videos on our youtube channel they're not crappy i'm sorry evelyn i know you edited them (laughs) so we had these videos on our youtube channel but everyone started commenting they're like okay, so you have all these subscribers, but you don't have any videos. And then I was like, I was in Florida at the time. And I was like, well, that is true. And I don't get why we couldn't because we, we used to story every day, like have like 100 stories every day. Remember that time? Yeah, we are so good. We were on it all the time. And I was like, instead of spending my time doing that when they're up for 24 hours, I could have these youtube videos that are literally our stories up for a hundred years i feel like we never really knew what it was all about and you just started looking into it and you're like wow you can have all these opportunities if we do more videos and that's kind of like how we started and you really taking off of it totally and there's a whole different farming community on youtube and Um, Really, when I say that, I mean that about 97.2% of our audience are male. (laughs) So maybe because male, like, they have more attention span, a higher attention span. I don't know, maybe not, but I think it is. I think whatever it is, whatever it is, it's okay. I think it has been a very rewarding experience and I've totally loved YouTubing. My dad is getting into it now as most of you guys know. So it's been really fun. And I'm, you know what I think I'm most excited about? What? Is watching these videos like 50 years from now. That will be awesome. But I'm like, a, and I'm going to be like, Oh my God, I was so cringe. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and I do think I'm cringe right now too. But I'm just saying like, I think that it'll be really cool for like even like my kids to see what you did when you were what I was doing when I was younger and be like and be like this is why I wanted you to go mow the yard because when I was younger I was working <laughs> my butt off. Yeah, literally, it'll be perfect. You think YouTube will be around? It better be, right? <laughs> I don't know, like we thought that would like a uh, vine. A oh, vine. Show your kids you're buying. Oh, oh no, that better not happen. Yeah, you're right. So I'm not really sure, but. <laughs> you got to put all these videos on a disc or something. Yeah, I know. They need to be saved. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I, that's my insight. That's the YouTube for you. and that was our last question. So I guess we're just going to wrap it up here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was our second episode we just recorded. We're using Skype to record right now. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, You guys can... Stay tuned for Instagram stories, because that's where you can drop your questions, and I think that's what we'll stick to. Yes. That's, like, the best way. If you want your questions to be featured, um, ask us on there. You can find our podcast on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts. I just put it up there tonight. Oh, cool. I think it's still being verified, though. Oh, you want to say goodbye, and I'll end the recording. guys i really am gonna miss you <laughs> i can just imagine my voice in like someone's car or like someone <laughs> <Great-ish>. <laughs> yeah. no. oh, okay. yep goodbye good night everyone have a good, good day have a great good day night. yep goodbye peace out girl out